0: Are you short-staffed? Are you not trading to your full capacity? Are the same old ways of recruiting just not working? Are your recruitment costs escalating? Are you finding careers fairs and job boards less effective? Are you really targeting the people that you want? You can with Hospitality Rising. Hospitality Rising is a modern and relevant way to make hospitality a true career of choice. We've delivered over 55,000 real applications and over 10 million TikTok views in just 12 weeks. Join the revolution, let's stand together and rise up together to grab the talent we all deserve. And with six-month packages available from just £5 per employee, the real question is, why have you not invested in the future of hospitality? For more information and to invest, just email hello at hospitalityrising.org. That's hello at hospitalityrising.org. I'm Mark McCulloch, the founder of Hospitality Rising. Thanks for listening.
1: Supersonic.
2: Super Sonic.
1: Supersonic. 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 Super Sonic. Supersonic.
2: Super Sonic. Super Sonic. Supersonic.
0: Welcome to Supersonic Hospitality Marketing with me, Mark McSee, where we meet the most interesting people in hospitality, marketing, business, and beyond to hear tips, tricks and tails to help your brand boom this podcast is sponsored by vita mojo the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow atv reduce tech complexity and serve guests better
1: Hey there, my name is Paul Barron. I'm the founder of I Am Donna. We are the restaurant chain on a mission to revolutionize the kebab. In 2016, we opened our first site in Leeds with massive ambitions to go global. But first, we needed a change. Being a chef, I've always been a bit skeptical about being pushed down the technological route. But what it's done for labor and customer service has completely changed the game for us. We partnered with Vita Mojo to introduce their all-in-one restaurant platform. We now take 100% of our orders digitally through kiosks, click and collect and delivery channels. We've waved goodbye to the manual processing of delivery orders as we now have all our delivery partners integrated through VitaMojo. We only need to do one menu push when updating menus across all platforms. Orders from all channels come into one screen in the kitchen making the operation faster and more efficient. The throughput is four times faster and we've seen a 35% increase in ATV. Our partnership with VitaMojo has transformed I am Donna. It's a massive part of our revolution. Find out more at vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic.
0: I'm about to reveal hospitality's best kept secret. HDI are a mind blowing hospitality data insight provider working with over 50 different businesses from pubs and bars to casual dining, QSR and coffee. Since 2017, they've led the way creating incredible insights from debit and credit card spending. If you want to know the customer profile and performance of every site on your street, which brands are performing best, or where else your customers go, give HDI a shout. For mind-blowing hospitality data insights based on real credit card and debit card data, contact hello at hdinsights.com. That's hello at hdinsights.com. Hello, how are you doing? I hope you're doing really well. I don't know how you're feeling today. I've got a couple of deadlines that are looming and they're looming large and it's just one of these things where I just need a couple of hours to get some stuff done and things just keep getting in the way so it's things like invoicing or your accountant phones or a client maybe needs something or someone you haven't heard from for six months gets in touch needs something tomorrow so it's been lots of bitty things and also glued to my phone so every few minutes picking it up having a little look looking at Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and have I missed anything and all that stuff. But the thing I don't do enough of is actually look at TikTok. So understand how it works. I get it. I've worked with teams on it, worked on projects on it. But for some reason, I've just got this massive barrier, a big brick wall or roadblock in my way that just stops me getting onto TikTok and sort of I was going to say wasting time, but spending time on it. So it's definitely something after today's episode that I say to Vic Banham of Antler Social, who is our guest today. I say to her all the time and say, absolutely, I'll get, I'll get on it, and I'll, I'll swap using Instagram Reels for TikTok, but I never seem to do it. So it must be an age thing. But as a marketer, shame on me. And it's definitely something we all should be a lot more in tune with and just using every single day. It is the majority now. It is the mass. So I hope you enjoy what Vic has to say. Lots and lots and lots of great tips about how to use TikTok in 2023. Some personal favourite things and some hacks from Vic as well. And also we came up with an idea on the episode that we're going to host a dirty laundry. I think she called it a dirty laundry TikTok session where we'll get, I don't know, 7,500 people together, uh, marketers from hospitality, get everyone in a room, lock the door and we can just share our dirty laundry and just say, right, here's all the things I've been afraid to ask about TikTok. I'd love to learn. I'd love to try and figure it out. So in the episode, we just come up with this idea and if you just email Vic, so Vic, P-I-C, Vic, at antlersocial.com and just say, I'm down, that's what she says, I'm down, and she'll get back in touch, and I think she's talking about wanting to do it in May, so it all happened a bit quickly, but um, I think it's a great idea, and really, really wanted, so hopefully you'll find that useful, but anyway, without further ado, here is Vic in our palatial home, broadcasting all the TikTok Truths, and I hope you find it really useful. And I'll see you at the end of the show. I know. And, you know, I've done that so many times that we're like, yeah, we're we'll to the podcast. This is great. Chat, 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 chat. Ten minutes in. Oh, f-
3: That was very our <laughs> last time. You were like, oh, That's it's what we done. did. That's right. <laughs>
0: That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah. So <laughs> let's not do that again. Cool. Um, I'll just go for it then, shall we? And then we've had loads of chat already, mm-hmm. so cool. So it gives me the most tock and you don't stop pleasure ever to introduce my next guest, who is the wonderful Vic Bannum, founder of Antler Social. Yay! I always, I always feel like you know, there's the kind of Kermit the Frog moment. Where he goes, yeah, and his wee hands go. I, I feel, I feel, I feel that's what I do um at that point. But I'm always. A, chuffed that I've got my cheesy intro away, and B, just excited to chat to someone. So this is a nice way to end a Tuesday.
3: I know, delight. If you could just overlay and applaud sound effects when you're introducing I that. I
0: I should okay. I should go, for the younger listeners, I should go all Steve Wright on it, you know, and kind of make it <laughs> all like I've got some kind of crew yeah. or something like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, people like Steve Wright aren't around much anymore. Sadly, that was my, my, my radio hero, but never mind. So what's going on? You're working WFH? Yeah,
3: working from home at the moment, office inbound April, so that'll be great. Mm. Um, but yeah, just squirrelling away really, getting on with it. What about you?
0: We're, uh, well, working from home a lot at the moment. So, yeah, just um, sort of, yeah, getting better. And I'll go into that in another episode. I've got an episode lined up to talk all about that. Um, but, yeah, just enjoying Brighton life. And um, today has just been the first glimpses of spring um, on the 14th of March. So,
3: Not even a peep of rain as well. It's been great.
0: Yeah. Well, I was out this morning on my, my wee walk and... Uh, it was freezing, it was like minus three, real feel or whatever, and it wasn't great. But then you wear the wrong jacket, so on your way back, it's absolutely boiling. So yeah. <laughs> you can just never tell when you live on the coast what's going to happen. You know, it's like you you need to have shades and a big jacket and a wee jacket and a thing, you know, and all the rest of hand, it. You know. And a,
3: a hand fan.
0: <laughs> yes, hand fan at all times, definitely. So yeah, yeah, all good. Um, So what is going on? So you've got big changes of foot. And uh, you're building the empire and lots of exciting stuff going on at Antler, right?
3: Yeah, it's all kicking off. I mean, it's just the world of startup, really, where you just never settle into a routine. I just don't think that's such a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've grown. We've been incredibly lucky to work with who we have done over the last, well, over 18 months now. Um, and then, yeah, we're just sort of pushing on. You know, I, I kind of want to step away from that, that title of startup in the next six to 12 months and, and really become you know fully established and i think we're well on our way to doing that so yeah it's exciting
0: yeah it's usually start up then upstart, <laughs> and then there's the kind of the next the next stage after that
3: retirement oh you
0: yeah, god that be nice you can't be retired already <laughs> You're like can try, Mark. Can
3: try really hard
0: Well, just a quick recap then, because you have been on a couple of episodes in the past, and if this was Soccer AM, you'd be getting your signed football for your third appearance, um, and in the glass case, um, but yeah, just be worthwhile just for listeners if they don't know you and they don't know Antler, um, just tell us a wee bit about that and and summary.
3: Absolutely. Do you know what's nice though is I think every time I've come on here, it's been like a different. Kind of checkpoint in the career, oh. which is quite wholesome. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm Vic. Obviously, I've been in the Antler Space for about seven years. I was the Antler Space, sorry, the TikTok Space. Sounds <laughs> say, <"Whoa>, hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, the TikTok Space for about seven years. I was on it when it when it was Musically, um, and for those that don't know, TikTok was actually around before 2018. It started in 2014 as an app called Musically, um, and that's when I joined. Um, and I joined creating makeup videos. I wanted to be a makeup artist at the time. I'd never made a video, I'd never grown an audience. I, I genuinely, I didn't actually know what I was doing, but all I knew is I didn't really want to go to university. I kind of wanted to figure a different way out um, and into the world of work. So. Yeah, my, my goal was to create these videos and then hopefully Strictly Come Dancing would pick me up. <laughs> um, it got me somewhere eventually. I just didn't quite yeah. know that this was the route. Um, and within a year of being on Musical.ly, um, I hit a million followers, which was genuinely nuts. I quit my job the day I hit a million. <laughs> called my mum and she cried. I cried. It was wild. <laughs> and yeah, I, it was just it was an absolute whirlwind. I started working for Musical.ly which quickly then became tiktok and i was still working for them and i ran their tiktok channels both on the platform and on instagram and i was like community management heading to events working with creators all that sort of jazz um and then i was working in the social media space you know running tiktok departments for big social publishers for a couple more years until it kind of landed me in antler world which was september 2021 um antler was founded and you know we've grown into a team of eight now which is magic and they're amazing and it's been bigger than better than we ever thought you know ever could be um so yeah that's a bit of a whistle stop tour really
0: it's amazing just it's just worth for people who haven't heard this from you as well just pausing on the fact and it might be quite inspirational for some people in terms of what you did where you said i'm not going to university but my friends are so do you mind just Recapping yeah, on that, I think that's a cracking point. Of
3: course, I mean, all my friends are going to uni. I went to a school where, as with most schools, uni is the next step. Um, and I was in my careers lesson and decided, you know, I don't, I don't really want to go to uni. And she said, "Well, why are you here? You might as well go." And I was like, "Well, there is more to it than going to uni." <laughs> so I was very much just left on my own to just be like, "Well, I've just got to go figure it out then," because my school's not going to help me outside of UCAS. Um, and when my friends went to uni, I treated that three year period as my uni as well. That was my timing. And I was like, right, I've got this, t- this TikTok channel now. I've got a small following at that time. If I don't get somewhere with it in three years, I will go to uni and I'll do the normal thing and I'll get a normal job or whatever, like a more you know, t- traditional way of getting a job. But I really treated that three years as my, as my work. So every morning I woke up, really early I went to a cafe I was sat there from eight in the morning till one um, and that was what I called my admin time I bet they loved
0: you were you buying many coffees
3: they did Um, actually it was my mum's old cafe so we knew (laughs) them really well because they took on my mum so I was always like oh I know where everything is in here so I'll just sit myself down and use your internet for free and have probably like one coffee at the most
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah operators love people like you
3: yeah, 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 I made them look great. I was there every day. It was like, might as well just be a cardboard cutout at that point. <laughs> um, and I used that as my admin time. So I did like my community management on my own channel. Um, I would plan my videos and I would have like, this whole notebook filled with ideas and scribbles and strategies and all that sort of stuff. I kind of just making it up as so I went along really, but I treated it so seriously. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I went home and I would set up my i'd make some videos so it'd be like my quick kind of musically tiktok style videos um and then i would set up a live stream and i would do makeup and i would film it as well as doing a live at the same time and i'd be live streaming for four hours doing this makeup look i'd play games there was one time where i had twenty two thousand people on at one time on this live stream which was wild wow. and we did this thing where you can do a guest call sorry this is so off, to, off script it's amazing. no no it's great it. it's great it's great i was talking about this the other day and it was such a great memory we were um You can do this thing called a guest call on TikTok live stream. I don't know if you can anymore. I think you can, but you definitely can on Instagram. And I would get these kids. So I'd play a game called the emoji game. And I'd say, send me a cloud. And then everyone would have to send me a cloud emoji. And the first person to come through on my screen would get a guest call. And I would guest call them. And I'd go, we're doing a talent show. Show me your talent. And then I'd have these kids singing, playing trumpet, piano, gymnastics. Oh. And it was like four hours of these kids just having like their five minutes of fame in front of like 20,000 people, which if you think about it, it's like them going up on stage at the O2 Yeah. on my live. And I would just sit there and do my makeup and they would help. I'd be like, what should I do next? And they'd be like, make it blue. And then I'd do something else. It was really oh, fun. wow! Um, and then, yeah. So then I started working with TikTok and it all sort of just fell into place. But really in the last year you know I, I went into this creation with a business mindset being an influencer and i hate that word but being mm. like a creator was not my end goal i was like i need to be a creator to get somewhere so mm. i've got to enforce that that first step happens and then move on and some of the best advice i ever got was a following equals cash if you have following you will make money mm. um and that it did it worked <laughs>
0: Yeah, which which is amazing. So two things, I guess, on the guest call, it was slightly awkward when you went through to a forty-six-year-old guy called Keith. Yeah, yeah, it was me in Brighton. Yeah, going, I, I can play Wonderwall on a guitar. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slightly great. awkward. Um, the other thing was, and you know, I was thinking uh of you last night, so I was looking uh <laughs> Instagram and all that. Not nothing weird, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> so I'm I'm just flicking through Instagram and this fella told a story, right? And it was very similar to yours, right? So I'm going by you. So it was the guy that created fan bites. Yeah, I don't know if Arnold. you know, company. aye, 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 mm-hmm. right. So have you seen his video saying what he did? So, I think so. So basically, it was dead short, right? Just a wee shorts thing. And basically he goes, growing up in a council estate is the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me want to be surrounded by wealth. And then similar to you, he would then go to cafes every day, but he didn't go to cafes. He went to Claridge's. And <laughs> like in like, places in Mayfair and fancy restaurants and just have a tea and dress up you know dress well i think you know from what he was saying but he would then be sitting amongst all these people so it was a hack so he's then surrounded by these people and he's just listening and he's you know, working away but he's listening to the chat the type of people he's looking at their actions all that stuff and i was like what a clever thing to do and he just goes all oh, part of my plan he goes I, and and executed it brilliantly and then he was out for eight figures, I think, um, like when he was 27. Yeah, he smashed it. It was so clever. What was his name? Timothy Amu. Amu, right. I just wasn't just from his Instagram handle. It said Timothy, but that was kind of it, you know, so I wasn't 100% sure. But uh, I just thought, wow, that's that's really clever. And, you know, coming from where I come from, I mean, not quite state, but, you know, almost. I, I don't know if I would have had the guts to go and sit in there. I think, I mean, sometimes when I go to these posh places, sometimes I still think I'm going to get kicked out. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I would have the ball. But now you just don't know, do you? Who's who and who's what? And yeah. they could be sitting there on a pair of tracksuit trousers and a pair of trainers and they could be a, you know, crypto billionaire. You Yeah, you just don't yeah. know.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, I thought that was great advice, which is that whole... You're the average of the people you hang around with, so hang around with the right people, and you, you, you'll you'll do all right. Um, Is
3: that like affirmation? Thing, isn't it? It's like if you if you do, if you act as if you already are, then you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was acting like I already had a million followers, and I had like a thousand. I was just acting like it because I was like, yeah. well, if I if I act and I have it in my head that I already have that, yeah. and I treat it as a job, as if I would with that size. Then I will get there, and that's yeah. the same thing that happened with Antler. If I act as if I've got a multi-million pound agency, yeah. not that it is at the moment, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's just just, know, just, the know, one, the just the one, just the one million. Yeah. Um, well, I, but I think I, I I think though, on a personal note with you, like, I think you do it without arrogance, though. You know, I think there's a lot of people that then do that and then have an attitude and are a bit chippy, and that doesn't really get you get you far. But I, yeah, I I think uh, I, I think that was just really inspiring, you know, in, in terms of, and then just back to what you said there. Followers equals cash, you know. So hang on to that thought, you know, if, if you're listening, because when you're trying to convince your boss, you know, or or you know your your senior team or whoever it is, that this is a worthwhile thing doing, you know, that is it. And also, it's not a short term game, you know. It's not a post a TikTok and sell loads of stuff, you know, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it does take time to 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 grow that. But anyway, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. So, what is going on right now with TikTok? What's happening? What's the the stage? It's at? new features. You know, where, where are we right now in 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 terms of TikTok? What's what's going on?
3: Yeah, wow, what a big question! Yep, I'll um, just
0: leave you to. I'm going to make a cup of tea. Yeah, so
3: you're going to have a bath, and I'll still
0: be in the same house. it'll be a weird bath in my shower cubicle, but yeah, there
3: <laughs> we go. <laughs> uh, you look like David Blaine. Uh, um, but yeah, so there's lots going on in the world of TikTok. The, the nature of the platform is it changes all the time. Like it's constantly evolving. There's constantly something new to jump on. Um, the biggest Change that we're seeing at the moment that's been going on for the last month or so is the type of content that's really working. So, previously, and probably in the last call that we had, we were like, jump on all the sounds, jump on all the trends, make sure we're getting short, snappy content. Now it's like, do that for sure, but have that as a filler. Um, There's great sounds, there's great virality in those, but actually, that shouldn't be your whole strategy at this point. We're moving into this more organic content, this like fresh different formats um that people are creating off their own back for example we're working with roses tie um, and we start we started out with them doing trends and, and it worked really really well um, and since we've kind of grown a, a community and we've we've generated an audience that's starting to really care we've been able to branch out um, and we're doing an organic series called roses at home which is like the light of our lives we love roses at home but we effectively go to the owner of roses called SaiPin. we go to her house and we create the recipes from the menu with her you know it's her menu it's her baby so she creates them from the home um you know rose is all about family it's all about generosity it's all about sharing so it was really important that we had Sipin as as kind of the figurehead for that um and our recent video we've done three episodes so far and a recent one's had 1.2 million views organic and it's growing the channel by over 10,000 followers in you know three days like it is insane so like this kind of slightly longer form that doesn't mean you have to make 10 minute long vlogs by any stretch of the imagination but you know creeping into the 42nd minute minute and a half that's not that's not out of the realms of possibility anymore and people are looking for that and looking for kind of that that fresh new format to watch outside of just the trends and sounds so that's the main thing for sure
0: I think um, we Roses as well, something's clicking, you know, and I'm dead pleased for them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, Jay and the team are, are, are doing great they stuff and, right. and I've seen some of the creative lately and, and what I'm so pleased with is, you know, I had meetings with Jay, you know, when, when she was coming in and stuff about it. And she was hell bent in a positive way that she was like, this is classic brand that should." look really classy, it shouldn't be all funky and muscles and bell and bells. And just seeing some of the the ads on Facebook and Instagram, etc. I've been really pleasing to see. You know, it just feels right. You know, she's yeah. just her and the team have just done a great job. And then on top of that, if anyone's got two minutes or they're double screaming screening and they're they're on, you know, LinkedIn and stuff like that, if they go to your Amber's uh Antler social uh LinkedIn uh, there's some great BTS behind the scene shots of what it's taken to get some of those shots. And one of them, I was scared that she's going to break her leg. She's like <laughs> balancing on a chair, like some or kind of a, acrobat yeah, like
3: and, <laughs> yeah,
0: but she's like, well, this is what it takes to get it. And, and yeah. like, it's always fun when you know you see your team in the videos and you know stuff like that. You know, it's it, it's excellent, but that's a that's a huge step for quite a traditional brand to take. And I think having Gavin at the helm and and, and Robin and the guys investing in that, I think they're quite brave, you know, and they get that social is actually a, um, advantage, you know, if if they can get in when, you know, it's not quite 99%, but 88% of of brands aren't in TikTok, and 99% aren't doing it well. Um, You know, I think that investment in an agency that does it well is the way to go. And if you're just doing TikTok yourself, it can be a lottery if it's actually going to work for you sort of longer term, you know.
3: TikTok as well for brands is a full-time investment. Like it is not like other platforms. You know, you can't create an Instagram post and then quickly whip it out onto um, TikTok. You can't, you know, create like a, a LinkedIn post and then pop that onto. It. It, just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Like TikTok is its own beast. Um, so, you know, investing in it, spending time on that platform, making sure that you're present all the time daily is so important. And a, a lot of people overlook that, like that amount of time to go into the platform. Is, yeah, it's, it's something that is completely necessary to the channel.
0: So thinking about people listening to this and, maybe they haven't started on TikTok yet or they've had a dabble or, you know, that kind of thing. A, you know, what is the, the sort of best uh, entry method? And then secondly, you know, how do you convince the, it's not only the board, it's like middle market managers, for example, that are in their thirties that sort of don't get TikTok the same way as, you know, 50 olds might not get Insta and, and things like that. So, you know, what, what, how can they build up a case to to be able to do it properly rather than, yeah. oh, you can do that TikTok as well as everything else you're doing, which is a common thing.
3: Yeah, of course. So the first one is the entry level. I think trying to go in and creating this full production, high-end, long-form video for TikTok is a bit of a nuts way to start. Mm. If you want to go for it, like knock yourself out. But I think the main thing to do is get a base, you know, get a base following, get a base community to build off of. Um, TikTok is a constant experiment like every single video you should see it as a learning um, we see every single video as an opportunity to learn more about the community so by spending time on the platform getting to know the competitors is a great way to start like what are other people in your space whether that's broadly or you know say let's take roses again as an example let's talk about either that's the hospitality space and other restaurants as a whole or what's the Thai community saying and when, how can we tap into that Understanding what's popular there first, and then using that to your advantage and putting your own spin on it. My starting point would always be the trends and sounds because they are so popular and they do do so well. Um, So definitely starting there, um, getting that bass following up and, and kind of exploiting the virality of those sounds to your advantage. Um, And then bleeding that out, you know, looking at what other people are doing from from an organic point of view. And it doesn't have to be completely like groundbreaking as a format that no one's ever seen before. And it's, you know, Mr. Beast coming out the woodwork from a brand and you've got 100 people holding their hands on a table for 49 hours. or Like it doesn't have to be anything as crazy as that. But you can just start. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice that we give to everyone is you won't start until you start. So just get your first post up and start learning, you know, the longer you leave it, the longer you go, oh, I don't really how to post. So well, you're never going to know. So don't worry about it. Like just get on with it <laughs> just yeah. post something and start learning. understand, you know, posting three times a week is more than enough. There's a misconception. You have to post 20 times a day and that puts people off. You don't need to do that. Post three times a week. Keep it consistent. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Perfect. Like, you know, you're, st- you're showing up, you've got a structure that you can follow. That's realistic, but you're showing up enough for your audience to, you know, start to engage and get excited. Um, so, yeah, that, that consistency element is super important. And then, yeah, just starting and, and seeing what other people are doing and just jumping on it and putting your own name on it works a treat.
0: And then just in terms of content you could create, so obviously a lot of the success is when you use content creators and, you know, you go to their audience. But if you're doing it on your own, obviously there's a route one method, which is, just show your drinks on a bar or just show your food or, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, what are the other ways that you could do it? I mean, is it worth you having a face of, you know, who is it, What you know, vex Burgers or whatever it is? Is it worth having someone that's there all the time? You know, for example, I've seen Brewdog doing that quite a lot at the moment, you know, just in terms of uh, they've now hired a, uh, sort of social media sort of content creator who they've promoted Mm -hmm. matt and he's like fronting up all the videos now and almost the kind of stunt stuff and a lot of this guinness thing you know is that the right way to go or you know what would make up your content for example
3: for sure i think there again there's no right or wrong it really depends on what's realistic for you as a brand and also what feels right for the individuals running it you know we have we have loads of accounts that we run that are anonymous. They don't have a presenter, they don't have a person behind it. Um, and there's just smart ways you go about it. It's, it's harder, you know, because you have to put personality into it in other ways, but it's definitely not impossible. Mm. Um, and that's how we actually started. You know, we were creating content that was faceless because it just warranted that at the time. Um, now we're moving into this more, as I said, original format, something as big as vox popping. Um, it's something we do a lot of across quite a few brands as well, where you basically go out on the street and ask the public questions. Um, Camden is a great hotspot for it. There's lots of people doing it, so you can definitely get away with it there. Yes. <laughs> um, yep. but also the Camden security guards do come up to you and tell you to leave because you're being annoying. So oh, really do. they? Yeah. Cause there's so many creators running around doing it. So, um, um yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. But Vox is great. And then you have a great personality behind it. They don't have to be somebody of note. You know, they don't have to be a big name on the platform. You don't have to have somebody that's got 3 million followers for it to be worthwhile. They can have 200 followers, but have an amazing presence on camera. And they're they're perfect. Like as long as they have that ability to um, perform in front of a camera in like quotation marks um, or think on their feet with content or get the best out of people from their personalities and be able to read people like that. That's great. So you know, there is the ability to do it anonymous. There is the ability to do it with the presenter. I know this is a really annoying answer because it's like, well, you can do either.
0: No, <laughs> but it's, it's, very- it's yeah, it's just to try and build up. And then, so, yeah, I mean, that's quite interesting. And so, for example, Wagamama is opening in, you know, or it's in Camden already. And then they, and I, and I think this leads into another point, which is whatever you think is a brand manager, probably rip that up in yeah. terms of what's going to be... <laughs> interesting content you know because it could be something you know slightly saucy it could be something a little bit you know just out there and the more important thing I think you know sort of from what I've seen anyway is something that is engaging and entertaining to watch rather than being sold to I mean I don't know what you're seeing on that I mean it's almost like you could have a platform that's a quiz show or you know, I think those types of things would be really good to pepper into your content.
3: Yeah, I, I say to the team all the time, if you wouldn't watch this video, it's a bad video. If you mm. wouldn't engage with this video, it's an okay video. You know, if you're gonna watch it and you'll sit there and you'll give it the retention, sure, like, that's fine. It's a good it's a good video. But if you won't physically sit there, like and comment or share it, then how can we ever say that it's an excellent piece of content? That's our, That's our benchmark. You know, we are the target market. We're Gen Z millennial. Um, we got a wide range of interests across the board, different personalities, different sense of humor, all of that sort of stuff. So we tap into that and use that to our advantage, including our mates. You know, we send it around people we know and do it that way as well. Um, being sold to—does anyone ever like that? I'm just not convinced anybody on ever, ever on social media has ever liked buy now and save. Like, just yeah. that just doesn't—that's just not exciting. That's a TV ad. Sure, it works, but on yeah. social it's not really what it's for. Social is about community. It's certainly in TikTok, it's about community. It's about togetherness. It's about creativity. It's about exploration and um, all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, coming in and selling is just such an oxymoron to what that's all about. I think when you're on social and certainly on TikTok, building that presence, and it goes back to this followers equals cash, you know, building that presence and that loyal audience, whether that's as an individual or as a brand, will create the end goal at some point, but it is a long-term Thing you can't post for a week and then expect your sales to triple it just doesn't it just doesn't happen like that's not that's not that community but take ryanair they've been on it for upwards of four years now they've built an amazing audience they have fronted the brand's tone of voice if you will on tiktok with the i'm lost filter and the kind of hilarious tone of voice that they have um and now you know they don't need to sell because they sell anyway so off the back of having this community, they don't need to go, well, you know, I've got a great flight out to Geneva for seven pounds. Like, no, people don't need it. <laughs> yeah. They know. So it's a sense of that. And, and there are people that do sell. And I'm not denying the fact that, you know, sometimes it does work. You know, the discount codes obviously work. Working with the creators and selling it that way obviously works. Paid spend obviously works. But if we're looking at it from a more holistic point of view, the community aspect will grow you something. It's about a bit more of a humble approach. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, mm. to be a person and assign personability, if that is a word, yeah. um, to it to long-term be able to make those sales. This audience are your future demographic, they are too, they're your future market. Whether you've got an audience of, you know, your main target is 24 to 30, or your main audience is 35 to 40. Well, then there are these people on the platform. Mm-hmm. So if you get them now and you, you make them fall in love with you. Like Ryanair, for example, when they started, I probably wasn't their target market, but now I very much am. So I would yeah. buy a flight from Ryanair. They would kind of be the first one I go to purely from their TikTok strategy. And they've never sold me a thing. So like, it, it just works.
0: Yeah. Well, it's quite interesting, you know, just talking about how to then get the sale. So, for example, the other day at the weekend, I sort of stuck for something to watch and I put on, there was a Real Madrid uh, show on Apple TV. But what was so clever about it and this has got to be right, I think. And it very much felt like a social way to sort of embed a brand. So obviously with Real Madrid, Adidas is the thing. And at the end, when they had won the cup, spoiler alert, they won the cup, (laughs) um, (laughs) in case you didn't know, but they actually, one of the players says, uh, oh, so-and-so, but impossible is nothing. And you're like, and... But you wouldn't really know, and then it wasn't so blatant. But loads of shots of Real Madrid shots, but ju- it just felt like the Adidas and the three strikes was so prominent in this little montage. But it was, you know, but if they got called on it, they'd go, "What do you mean? It's just a bunch of people celebrating." But it was just so interesting to see it, and I, I felt like that's definitely something that isn't used enough for hospitality brands is rather than the literal going for the lateral and, you know, whether it is um, a Thai restaurant brand and it's content coming from that brand around what Thai people would do, or, you know, if it it was back at your sushi, you know, things that get frowned upon, if you're Japanese or whatever it is. And, and just those, so I think it's really important to always think laterally about that content you know i i think that was a a, a really smart thing um you know and a smart way to get it across
3: it's a sense of credibility as well like if there's a sushi restaurant saying you shouldn't eat sushi this way then you're like oh god they really know what they're talking about or yeah. the Thai, you know Sipen talking about how the recipe comes to life and why she uses certain things and why she doesn't use certain ingredients like it's a sense of credibility that somebody behind this brand really knows what they're talking about in that space um so yeah i think i think it that goes a long way for sure
2: Hi everyone, I'm Lucy, Head of Sales at Airship and Toggle. We may have met before one of the many hospitality events we sponsor, while well, we have now partnered with the legend himself, Mark McCulloch, to support the Supersonic Hospitality Marketing Podcast that delivers on inspiring and thought-provoking topics for our sector. In case you don't know, Airship is a hospitality-focused tech company that's supporting operators in building a better understanding of their customers' visiting habits, which in turn helps them target, personalise and automate marketing in our CRM platform. And Toggle, which is our gift card platform, and an excellent stream of revenue through prepaid gift cards, experiences, tickets, and even merchandise. Our model is a little bit different to most. Our platform's and a predictable, fixed monthly rate, so no surprise invoices. And our current budget-proof campaign, you can get four months, half price, which ends on the 31st of March. So you can learn more on our websites at airship.co.uk or use toggle.com or just simply drop me a message on lucy at airship.co.uk. Have a great day!
0: A creative agency for the hospitality sector, Saved by Robots create compelling brands and memorable experiences through great design and engaging storytelling. From Scottish Restaurant of the Year Sugarboat to Tip Jar, the digital tipping platform that's taken over the world, Saved by Robots excel at bringing ideas to life. As well as developing new concepts and refreshing existing brands, the Robots provide outsourced graphic design to help multi-site operators grow with confidence. Check out their work and get in touch at savedbyrobots.com. And then just in terms of community management then, so you're running your brand's TikTok. And then how involved do you get in that? And what are the rules? And do you comment back? Do you not comment back? What what happens there? Because I've not delved into that so much myself.
3: Yeah, community management is arguably my favorite part of any campaign that we run um just because you can branch it out so much more than if you ignore it so community management on TikTok is spending time on the platform as a user would so not just going on posting and disappearing you know the algorithm picks up that you're not actually using the platform you're just trying to get views it's a very like give and take relationship and if all you're doing is taking and you're not giving anything then you're going to get dumped do you know what I mean so you've got to you've got to get it's got to be a bit of a two-way street um like in most areas of life yep. <laughs> um, so you know if you're going on post your video experiment with times you know there's no set time your audience will differ there is no there is no argument to say 4 p.m is better than 1 I don't know, 1 p.m or you know 9 a.m whatever just just test it and see what see what works and track it that way Post your video and then stay on the platform for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, make sure that you're engaging with any comments that come through. And if there's not, that's not a problem. Like it will happen eventually. But go onto your For You page and engage with content that sits there. And you're looking out for the videos that are recently posted and or recently going viral. So if you click onto a video and you see their comments and the comments say, you know, 0201, well, then, you know, that comment came through in January. So it was ages ago. So arguably any comments that go in now are not going to get picked up any, by any traction. But if the comment says posted two hours ago, 100% comment on it because those people are now looking through the comments. There's a lot of a lot of people that are going on to comment. So your comment gets a chance of being picked up. Yeah. And then it's all about your tone of voice. So picking up on what the TikTok communication is, um, I think we spoke about this quite a lot in our last podcast, actually, but people do communicate very specifically on TikTok. There's a lot of abbreviation. It's very personal. Even if you don't know someone, and brands are doing a great job of this, you know, Duolingo, another great example, a very obvious answer, but um, it's true. Like, speaking to um, other users as if you're just their mate or somebody else on TikTok, you don't have to be brand-friendly. You don't have to be safe. Obviously, there's within reason. Um, but, you know, going loosening those shackles a little bit will go a long way. Mm. commenting something funny um something witty there's textbook answers you know for example if there's a video of a couple lots of people will tend to comment and i will challenge you to go onto a recently viral video of a couple and not find me a comment that says this is really cute i'm going to go jump in front of a bus i will put money on oh. this I cannot find that comment <laughs> like there, there are textbook answers right. for every single type of content and it will come up and one person will get it and they'll get the traction you're like that's funny like that was a good time to use that textbook answer so writing those down having them in the back of your mind um will go will go so far you'll then get your engagement so people will be liking your comment or answering to your comment and off the back of that when we do spurts of community management that pick up good engagement like that we automatically see an increase in profile visits people are going that's really funny whoever's running that account is jokes let me go and explore and then they click through and then you see your increase in profile views on your analytics um and then it's about how you get those people to click follow and engage for longer
0: so let's go back a job description is you must be jokes <laughs> isn't <there> it? <laughs> a-
3: honestly pretty much
0: yeah i'm telling you i'm telling <laughs> you right so i've been watching love island for my sins um yeah. Did they, did they do well on TikTok?
3: How- do you know what? I didn't watch it this year. Mm. This, it's a summer thing for me exclusively. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> but I've barely seen anything on TikTok about it.
0: Yeah. I, so. I think I think they've went Instagram play.
3: They did. It's yeah. all over my Instagram and all over. The Twitter is fire. They are on mm. Twitter like it's going out of fashion.
0: Yeah. But
3: yeah, link, TikTok, I, I just didn't really see that much about it.
0: But for example, when a big event's on, like a, a TV thing or uh, a, a I don't know festival or whatever it is, do people go to TikTok about that or not so much?
3: If there's moments in it that are funny or memeable or poignant, then they will. So if there's, for example, Little Mix, uh, one of the singers is does some hilarious stuff on stage sometimes. One of their former singers, I should say. Does some hilarious stuff on the stage sometimes that will always go viral and people post it constantly and people will quote it constantly they'll do stitches duets they will do everything they can on TikTok with this particular clip for example because it is hilarious and that people find it funny and, and ultimately that's what people go to TikTok for if we break it really down people go there to be entertained and uplifted and so that great content in that sense gets that reaction um Similarly, you know, we can go on the flip side if there's a TED talk and there's a really emotional speaker who is super inspiring and, and speaking beautifully and talking about an amazing story that will also get picked up because people will talk about it like there is such a huge spectrum of things from an events point of view or like a, an activation point of view that people do talk about. But it has, it is an element of scale as well. You know, you know, if we're, if we're hosting a talk and it's in my lounge with 12 people, chances of that getting picked, I was probably pretty slim.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The team will, the team will post it, though.
3: No? Yeah, yeah. We, I've got, I know a guy.
0: <laughs> and then what, what's the copyright sort of uh, deal with things like that as well? Are you okay? Because we were going through it with Hospitality Rising. We were going to rip a few things from Love Island and The Apprentice to put up. And then we were about like, ooh, actually, are we okay to do that? But then Pizza Express did but then Pizza Express are a Just Eat customer and Just Eat was sponsoring. So are they legit allowed to do it or not? Or, you know, we're kind of going through that. So do you have any thoughts on that stuff?
3: I'd say it's a gray area, honestly. Um, We always say, if in doubt, is it worth it? I'm not sure it really is. You know, Mm. especially from our point of view, we're an agency. So if we were brand side, then you have the ability to risk it and you have kind of that nod. But when it's... You know, we're, we're a third party. We don't want to get them in trouble. Mm. Um, and because it's a gray area, it can go either way. Um, with content that sits natively on TikTok, the way to check to see if you're able to use it, this is pretty basic. <laughs> basic way to check. But if you click share, if they have duets and stitches turned on, you're good to go. You know, okay. you can, you can re- react to that. You can have it on your channel and use it for your own purpose, whatever that may be. Uh, because they've already that's the allowance is if you've turned on your stitches and your duets, then people to can use it to their own their own will. Um, there is the argument of I don't know what the law is, but I've definitely heard about it before. And we usually you know, I had it at my previous job, um, where it's about like freedom of speech, something like that, where if you've got a video, somebody else's video, say I posted a video. Um, and then you wanted to use it to your advantage and you're on it and you're doing a different voiceover and you're creating your own content out of this video you're allowed to do that um so there's a lot of different weird rabbit holes and loopholes that you can go down for it um but yeah if love island you know tiktok for example the love island uh, exclusive tiktok had their duets and stitches turned on those particular clips you wanted to use and their duets and stitches were on then you're good to go
0: Interesting. And then just in terms of, there's been some big campaigns over the, the last few weeks, actually, um, from hospitality brands. So there's been McDonald's um, with the uh, Raise Your Eyebrows um, a little while ago. Nando's, uh, you know, which their advert's one of the best ads I've seen in the last, I don't know, 10 years. It's so knowing and smart and targeted, you know. Um, and then Wagamama last night released, or the other night, released something about a uh, student or noodle University thing. Again, are you seeing those being deployed on TikTok well? Like all of them or some of them? Or, you know, what are you seeing as a multimedia sort of package for these brands that have got a little bit more money?
3: The only one that I've seen that stands out is Nando's. Mm-hmm. They created a um short form version of the advert that you're talking about and it was on i think actually the name of the particular ad has changed but i know it as top view which is when you open tiktok as an app um, the first thing that comes up as an ad um is called a top view ad or was called a top view ad um, i think that's changed in the last couple of weeks but they had that and then it feeds into the normal for you page and, and that it was really great content and it, and it worked but if they're doing it as what's called a spark ad, which is, you know, adverts getting pushed natively to other people's for you pages, it just doesn't quite fit in. It stands out. It's, it's very high production video. Mm. Um, and if you've got, you know, a TV ad or just, you know, marketing ad in general, and it's high production and it's like a super long video and it's high end script and it's super scripted and clearly acted and things like that, it will stand out. The... Flip side to that argument is I don't know if you saw it but Hilton did their first ever 10 minute long ad about a month ago and it killed it it did so well 10 minutes 10 minute ad and everyone went wild for it
0: on TikTok
3: on TikTok they used the full 10 minutes and it had Paris Hilton and a few other famous faces in it and well, I think when I saw it which was maybe two days after it had gone live it had like 100,000 likes which is ridiculous
0: pa- so, Paris Hilton must be like a grandma to the genie <laughs> <laughs> seeing she's Mary Berry? coming
3: back around. She's coming back around.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, she, uh, she was on yeah. uh, Jim, uh, Jim Jimmy Fallon or one of these, you know. Um yeah, she was back on one of the big talk shows, you know.
3: Yeah, she's um, in her second wind.
0: Yeah, definitely or maybe third at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, there
3: is arguments for both sides. It's just, you know, a surefire win versus a risk. That's kind of the the toss up.
0: So get recording your 10 minutes ads now. Yeah. Um yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, well maybe get Barnet or someone local <laughs> Barnet um, Hill. <laughs> and then just thinking about just going back to basic, in terms of the TikTok page itself, um is there a quick run through of like the features and, and things like that, you know, when 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 you go on there? You know, what what are you faced with and what's best to use, you know, those kind of things. what's what your kind of go to's?
3: Yeah, yeah. So on the first, so basically, you've got, I think there's five buttons at the bottom. And on the left hand side, you've got the discover. And there's two tabs within that you've got following and for you. Following is basically your feed where you only see the content of people you're following. I would argue that very few people use this tab. I personally have never used it. None of my team have ever used it. If I do use it, it's purely by accident. I get annoyed and then I go on to my for you page. <laughs> and for you page is the main part of TikTok it's what everyone uses. Everyone talks about it. Have you seen this on your food page? You came up on food page. Like it's just, it's become a sentence in its own right or its own community in its own right, really. And the for you pages, you're served with content that the algorithm thinks you will like. So it's not really based on your followers. And this is where TikTok differs from a lot of platforms. Instagram will show you content of people that you follow. TikTok will show you pe- uh, content of things that you like. And that's why you have the ability to be found and reach a lot more people as a creator because say if I watch a video of a dog and the first thing that comes up is a video of a dog and it's a dog that I don't really think that's cute so I'll scroll, I'll scroll I've only watched it for a second I'll scroll away but it goes we watched that for a second so I'll show you another dog and this time it one looks kind of like my dog and I'm like oh that's cute I watched that for four seconds the algorithm goes oh okay okay you do like dogs but you are quite specific and the type of content was quite funny as opposed to like emotional so i show you more funny dogs how about cats and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't mind cats. It's two and a half seconds. They're like, okay, so you're interested in other animals. What about a rat? And I immediately swipe away. It goes, no, no rats, no rodents. You don't like that. And it will keep keep learning. Every single video it will show you. Mm-hmm. If you haven't opened your app in a long time, there'll be a series of four to six videos where the first one will be, um, let's say, a brand. And then the next one will be a creator that doesn't have any followers, but they're just creating content. You know, your app Joe blogs has made a video and it's had 10 likes. The next one will be a famous person. It can be, you know, Charlie Puth is massive on TikTok or even Kabi Lame, like a huge TikTok creator. Um, see how you like that. Maybe as a smaller creator quite like I'll show you somebody with like hundred thousand followers and they've got you know 20k likes on their video and it keeps going like that and it'll just fine-tune and fine-tune and fine-tune every single video. So it's a so off topic. But it's a great place to actually be yeah. served content that you love. Um, And my For You page is filled with stuff and I watch every single video, more or less. I can't remember the last time I just swiped because it's just so in tune with what I like watching. Um, People find that quite daunting and quite scary, but I'm like, why would you not want that? (laughs) You're literally being entertained every every swipe. Um, Then you've got the – wait, let me have a look. I think it's the plus sign next, which is your creation. Oh, there it is. Let's have a quick snoop, shall we? Um, Yeah, then you've got Friends. And that's where, again, you kind of get shown content of people that you're in your contacts or um, people that you follow. But you also have a tab called Now. And Now is really interesting because that's basically TikTok's Be Real. So when yeah. Be Real was a massive thing, TikTok jumped on it pretty much within a matter of weeks um, and created TikTok Now. And every day you get a notification and you can share your moment. And where Be Real, it's a video, it's a photo, and TikTok, it's a 10 second video. And you uh-huh. kind of be like, oh, I'm here now. And that's what I'm doing. Um, so but not is, many people is, use that.
0: And is B-roll gone?
3: No, B-roll is still massive. It's just not as much of a conversation anymore. Yeah. Um, all of my friends use it religiously. I don't, uh, I've kind of, I've gone over it. I've got stuff to do. Yeah, it just
0: sort of disappeared. <laughs> it was
3: really inconvenient. I'm like, I'm on the loo. Like what?
0: <laughs> it's really, <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah it's just,
3: just it. it just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of the things that everyone spoke about because it was such a groundbreaking thing. It was like, since TikTok, it was, like, the new social media platform that actually people started to like. Like, we had Clubhouse, but no one really used that. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. B-Rail was a thing that actually really picked up some good traction. It's a great yeah. it's a great concept, and it's so different. So, um, so yeah, that's TikTok's version of that. Then you've got the little plus sign, and that's where you can create. So you can create content in the app, um, or you can upload videos from your library. Um, you can explore, like, all the filters and the effects and the stickers and all that sort of jazz. Um then you've got Inbox, and that's where you can see any DMs. You can see your activity, whether that's notifications for followers or likes or comments or tags. Um, you also get system notifications, and that's a really good one to keep an eye on because that's TikTok keeping you updated with any updates, whether that's platform-wide or whether that's specific to your channel, which will keep you in the loop. And then you've got Profile, and that's where you sit. So that's where you can see all your content. You can save stuff as drafts storing stuff into playlists, you know, keeping an eye on your likes, your reposts, your um, privates, um, having a look into your analytics and all that jazz. So, yeah.
0: And then for brands, is there any sort of add-ons, business packages you can buy? You know, what what are the kind of options for brands then?
3: So the main thing really is whether you're a creator account or a business account, um, we say to um a lot of clients stay a creator account for as long as you physically can <laughs> um business accounts we have noticed a pattern of being less favored by the algorithm um just because you know once you're a business account they know that you're gonna you could spend money there are there is money you can spend for paid so it will potentially and this is not proven this is just what we've kind of assessed um but it could potentially limit your reach to encourage you to use paid and therefore they make money but creator account you still get all of the same access you still get analytics you still get the ability to do spark ads and all that jazz Um, and you know you get the same access as business account you just have access to more sounds Um, that doesn't mean chart sounds but a lot of some sounds that um are just sound bites can be restricted on a business account even though it's not actually copyright like it's another creator's video so there's no copyright problem there but you can use it as a creator account. Um, so yeah, my, my suggestion would be just stay a creator account for as long as you possibly can before, you know, you, the people above you are going, eh, don't really feel good about that, and then they can change it. But realistically, it makes no difference.
0: And then in terms of a bust or a TikTok campaign that's something meaningful, what sort of levels would someone need to budget for? You know, what, I know it's kind of how long is a piece of string, but is there an entry level sort of number that people should think about if they were wanting some content creators and a bit of support and this and that.
3: Yeah. It really depends on the outcome. Like we always start when we're in, especially when we're talking to clients as an intro, we're like, what do you want out of TikTok? Like, do you just want to be present and that's creating content and showing up every, every day, every week. Um, having your own audience or do you want something out of it? Do you want to guarantee 50,000 new followers on your account? Do you want 20,000 clicks through to a website? Do you want downloads to an app? Like what is it that you're after and then work back? Um, and with that, there'll be a combination of always on content. It could be creator led stuff as well, or it could be paid. It could be all three of those. It could be one of those. It could be two of those, um, but putting together the strategy of like, the best way to hit that end goal. Um, we work with a variety of different um, budgets. Sorry, is this a sales pitch? Sounds like a sales pitch. No.
0: Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll edit you out if you start getting. Too yeah, detailed.
3: yeah, I do. I'm on my sales. It's like no, it's, it's, just, it's the best. num
0: it's just the number one question that I get asked. You know yeah, how yeah. how. How much is this if we don't do it yeah. ourselves? You know, we don't our team's too small, we don't have capacity, we don't know where to start, you know. Yeah. And and it's good for people to know what the what the baseline is, you know, just so they yeah,
3: for sure. know how so much to save that, up for. On that kind of um just showing up, content creation, I'd say five K a month is banging for that. Yeah. You know, that's our that's our fee. Um, and you get some great results out of that. Minimum term is three months realistically if you're going to do it you should probably lock in for six you just learn so much more from that three months is really just getting warmed up and it's just exploring the app and just seeing if there's appetite on a small scale and then you can grow it and boost it up six to 12 months we've got a client that we've been working with for 12 months and we're still experimenting with new formats all the time so it's just a never-ending kind of cycle there and there's so much going on on TikTok always so it's a good one and then on the campaign front if you really want some results that feel like you're are valuable like they're exciting and you can take them back to a boss and be like my god we've nailed that Mm -hmm. then we see the best result is 25k as a starting point and then scaling up from there and then that's including creators that's including paid that's including always on it's just a great base um anything less it just feels like we're kind of breaking even a little bit but it's doable Mm -hmm. and we have done it um and that's that that particular budget is with three months again there's enough time to learn optimize make sure that things are in place um, you can go shorter and cheaper for sure, but it's just, yeah, do you really want to get the most out of TikTok and that's the way to do it.
0: Cool. And then if you're setting your strategy for TikTok, is there any tips about where to start to write that strategy as well? Because again, that's the number two question I got asked, which is I need a TikTok strategy. I'm a bit of a believer like Mark Ritson, which is you've got a brand strategy and everything else is a plan. But anyway, people talk about loads of strategies. So um yeah, where, where would you start even to cut in with something like that?
3: Yeah, I think I've, I've sort of like alluded to it already, but starting with the competitors and the space in general is a great place to start. Um, for every pitch we do, we look into the competitors and we look into the space and the general conversation and, and bleed out a strategy from there. So the conversation is you're typing in buzzwords that are relevant to you, and you don't have to have loads. You can have four, six words. It's hospitality. Let's take Pizza Express, first one um food on tiktok a great community a humongous hashtag with i think over 100 billion views um so super saturated but it changes all the time so what are the top videos that people are looking for and then what are the trends within those videos and how can we use that then there could be pizza what are people doing in the pizza space again is there any pattern in that content is it vlogs is it trends is it recipes is it um reviews of places what is that content and then again how can you replicate it um, i'd then take pizza express and then have a look at actually, what are people saying about the brand in general? Um, and again, working off of that, you know, you've already got a UGC space there, so don't ignore it. You know, there's there's already great content that lives organically on the platform that has performed without you even dipping your toe in. So other people are doing that hard work. So you can kind of dive off of that. Um, and then look at your competitors. And again, that doesn't have to be exclusively pizza places, but you could look at Pizza Pilgrims, you could look at Franco Manco, what are they doing? And see if there's any crossover, any pattern with the stuff that's working well. And likewise, the stuff that's not really working well. Um, and then you can look at general hospitality in general. Um, general, general. <laughs> um, you know, the that, the normal other places, you know, Wagamama's, Nando's, um, even Buzzworks, you know, loads of other places that have a presence. What are they doing? And is there any pattern? Um and then you'll just get inspired off the back of that. Um, spending time on the platform, you know, spend a good week or so just on the platform, just understand how it works and how people talk and what is the thing that you keep seeing on your For You page, um, because that will garner ideas as well. That would be my starting point.
0: And are people still scared of TikTok? Are or marketers or still scared of it? Yeah.
3: Oh my God, yeah, massively. The, the common... Phrase that we hear is, "Oh, it's just really daunting, and I don't know where to start." And it's true; it's a big beast. Like, there's no denying that TikTok is its own entity. Like, you can't have a social media manager and have them do Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, newsletters, TikTok. Yeah. It's just TikTok is arguably too big for that. Um, in order to do it properly, so it is. It is scary, and I and I completely understand why. Um, but the great thing about it is TikTok content is repurposed on a lot of platforms. You know, my whole Twitter feed is TikTok. So my whole Instagram Reels is TikTok. Instagram is looking after Reels, well, arguably exclusively. Um, so kind of prioritizing TikTok will allow you to have content to go elsewhere. Whereas if you have Instagram as your main platform and then you try and repurpose the content on TikTok, it's just not going to fly. Like it's just not it's not built for that. Um So if you prioritize TikTok, you can maximize that content elsewhere. Whereas if it's a side thing, it's just not going to, it's not going to blow up.
0: I've got an idea. Should we do a session for marketers that are scared of TikTok?
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: And then they don't know where to start.
3: Like a whole workshop?
0: Yeah, like a day or something or like a half a day, I don't know. But just get them, you know, just get them in and just go, right, this is the deal. And like yeah. you'd be great. Well, yeah. We, should be great.
3: we could do like a full do's and don'ts, how-to, yeah. Like trade secrets, everything on the table. And then like a bit of an interactive where they can put their learnings to the test.
0: And the biggest one, which is how do I convince my boss that yeah. I'm not just mucking about on TikTok? Um
3: which it could be, and it could still work. Great right. example of that. This is side note, but great yeah. example of that. Can't see auto trader. They went viral a couple of weeks ago and they were amazing. And it's this um, like car workshop in Florida, really random, like family run place. And they had a new social media manager come in and they used a cat cut edit and cat cuts like a feature of TikTok now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was literally just of the building and they had this stupid cat edit bouncing over the top of the building. And the caption was, I just got this job. Can you blow this up so my boss doesn't think I'm rubbish? And it got multi millions of views, millions, and millions of likes. Like it was amazing. So there is there is a, a geniusness behind mucking around on TikTok.
0: Sure. Wow, yeah, well we should definitely do that Well, okay. I tell you what then, let's be brave Let's say we're going to do this, right And can everyone Email you?
3: Yeah, let's do it
0: If they're interested, right, if you're listening right now And you want this half day thing We'll work it out And then, what's your email?
3: It's vic, V I C D At antlersocial.com Should we market it for May? Why not?
0: Well, it's up to you, it's your thing Let's do it,
3: <laughs> do it
1: in May.
0: Yeah, great, right Done. Um, no, just because I just get asked all the time. And it's like, I'd, you know, and then for some people, like the entry level thing is great, but they're just not quite there yet. And they just want to teach their teams. And, you know, I think would be a brilliant thing. Right, let's do that. So May, I'll hold you to this, right? So May, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it going to be london somewhere? Yeah, probably. Probably. Anyway, we can figure out how to get it around the country as well to other people. Um, and then, yeah. That's what we should, and then just all the things you were afraid to ask about TikTok. Yeah. I was about to say the Facebook.
3: Table. Like, don't, dirty don't laundry that. of TikTok is out. Let's
0: do it. Yeah. And I was about to say Facebook. Don't ask us anything about <sighs> Facebook. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, in fact, I'd probably be quite good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Granddad. Um, right. That's that. Right. right. So, Vic at antlersocial.com. Yeah. Right. So, email Vic if you fancy being on this day thing. And we'll work it out.
3: Yeah, that's email cool. me. And be like, I'm down, and then we know we know we've got we've got something good, and we'll start yeah. organizing.
0: And entitle your email, I'm down. Yeah,
3: that's, that's the subject line. <laughs> right. I'm down. There doesn't need to be any text to it. Yeah. let's down. do
0: that. Oh, that's the way people are applying for jobs now. Just saying, do you have any jobs? Question mark. You know, that's the way the kids are doing it, you know. So and we
3: get a job with us for doing that, that's Yeah,
0: well, that's super cool. I think it's brilliant. I I I think I think we need yeah, we need to change that. Anyway, um, so in terms of TikTok users talking about the kids, again, mm-hmm. everyone will just go, so every, everyone's under 14. You know what? The demos have moved now, right?
3: Massively. Right. What's happening now? Yeah, I mean coronavirus happened, obviously, and it grew oh, yeah. at lightning speed off the back of that. Um, but probably like five times faster than the audience should have grown which obviously meant the demographics shifted. So previously you're probably looking at 70% of the market is Gen Z on TikTok. Now it's just under 50%. My favorite stat is two years ago 55 plus was 7% of TikTok and as of I think December 22 it is over 11% of the market. So even that small change just proves how far it's coming on um the biggest market is very 50-50 split it's like the 13 to um 24 is kind of part one and then the biggest the next one that's very similar size is 25 to 44 that's a huge market so that two like that 20 year period um makes up for about like 90% of the platform like it's mega wow. so yeah, it's definitely, definitely shifting and, and the, t- the, the demographic is growing massively. And even the people that are going viral are, are, are growing. You know, it's not just about the kids doing dances anymore by any stretch. And it hasn't been that way for years. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a lovely case study of um, a chap who wrote a book for 14 years and his daughter created a video of him being like, my dad's been writing this book for 14 years. He's dedicated his life to us. That video got 43 million views. Um, and he went, he hadn't had any sales in like a year of this this book going out. Um, and within 24 hours, it was number one, um, trending on Amazon sold out oh. like amazing. And they've now got 500,000 followers on their channel. Um, just from this video and him, him going viral and he's very wholesome. So yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely space for older demographics. It's not just for the kids anymore.
0: So is, and then again, back to your thing, how followers mm. get cash.
3: Exactly. And, but she didn't have any, she just made great content and it got followers.
0: Oh yeah, well so it's almost get eyes first, isn't it?
3: Yes. The yeah. so TikTok is get reach, get cash.
0: I'm going to write that down. That could be one of your quotes. And then the get jokes <laughs> one as the job description. <laughs> is definitely correct. Right. Um couple of couple of other wee bits and bobs then. So have you got um sort of any top hacks that people don't know about?
1: Oh,
3: yeah. There's two that spring to mind. Uh-huh. The first one is reply to comment feature. So if you go onto your comments on any videos and there's somebody that's commented something there's a question or a statement or even negativity, if you click on it, you can reply to it as a video. Um, using that, A, the algorithm loves it. You're utilizing a great TikTok feature. But B, it encourages more engagement. Like your audience will see that you are replying actively to the community. So for example, let's take Rosa's tie again as an example. Mm-hmm. We created a video of some food. Um, Somebody's commented, Going, How do you make the curry paste? Well, that's just created a whole video in itself. So let's not ignore that comment. Let's create a video that replies to it. And then we get more comments off the back of it. What can we do if it's vegan? What can we do if we don't like it too spicy? And then you've just got so much content that's just come out of nowhere for you to do. Um, It gives great context. You know, it's quite a humble way to do things if you've got a new. Uh, you know new location launch and it feels a bit weird to just go we've got a new launch that feels a bit salesy well then just fabricate a comment if you haven't got any of being like oh there's not one near me and i'm in east london and you can go oh we're opening one in east london it's in layton and blah 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 like it's a great way to to kind of announce things that feels a bit more subtle
0: the internet's Um, fake
3: the internet's fake. Yeah, what? hate to break it to you. Oh, Welcome to 2023.
0: I'm too honest for all this.
3: <laughs> you are. You're too. you too nice. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great it's a great feature, and we use it as much as we possibly can. Um, and then another one is profile visits. You know, I alluded to it a minute ago, but if you keep an eye on your profile visits um, and you see them increasing, let's say they increase by 20% week on week, then you go, okay, well, my profile visits are increasing by 20%, but my follower increase isn't. Then what is it about your channel that people aren't committing to so is it aesthetically just look a bit naff like are you not picking the right cover photo when you upload photos like does your aesthetic you know thumbnails look a bit rubbish um have you got you know twenty thousand followers but you're only getting 10 views a video well then people are going to be like well it doesn't really feel that legit it's obviously not that good a content i'm not going to click through so what can you do to make your content perform better whether that's paid whether that's organic strat, whatever it may be um, is there a competition that you can run and you can pin it as a first video to encourage people to follow, i.e. follow the account now for a chance to win £100 cash in a month, that sort of thing. People mm. will be like, okay, sure, no, no drama, I'll do that. That sort of thing. So those are the two areas that we are really we really keep an eye on is the profile visits and the, the follower percentage.
0: And has it never not worked for you? Because we've worked together a few times and you're pretty ballsy and going, <laughs> we guarantee this and we can I go? Okay, mate. You crack on. Let's see. Um, and then it has invariably worked. But has there ever been a time where you're like, "Oh my god!" And then you've kind of got nothing. Like, what <laughs> is there a panic button to hit? Like, what can you do?
3: So we guarantee results because otherwise, expectation like people are like, "Oh, we post a video and it goes viral on TikTok overnight." Like, it it genuinely doesn't happen like that for the most part. Um, but you want to know what you're going to get for your money at the end of the TikTok campaign. So we guarantee results for that purpose um we've always delivered on that promise but there has been times where we've we've gone into like oh god where it was quite a long way i think BuzzWorks is actually a great example of one where we weren't even that far into the campaign but we'd estimated a number of applications um and within a week we were supposed to be 100 and actually we were at like 15 and we were like christ that's not good (laughs) what can we do so there is that panic station because you're like well we've got to change the strat But then it it just creates a better outcome. You know, we went away, we looked at, we're getting the clicks, like that's not the problem. The problem is the application page. So how can we change that to make people want to apply um, for this particular job? And then straight away that weekend, we got, what was it, like 200 applications just from changing the application page but doing the same strategy. Um, It was huge. So yeah, it's it's never not worked, but there has been times where we've had to change the strategy midway through to make sure that we get there. Um, But I think that just creates a stronger a stronger campaign out of the
0: end anyway. It's an important point though for recruitment marketing, which is if you just say, go through and fill out that form, which is another form that you've got to fill in, like you've got to think about the audience, but you've also got to think about taking them out of the the sort of context, the arena that they're in, which is quick form, shortness, all the rest of it. And then taking them to some lengthy process is just not really going to work, you know. So, um, but then it's a big mind shift for HR departments and recruiters and stuff, you know, it's it's a big problem, big problem. Yeah, Um, I think a lot
3: of that sort of performance stuff as well is based a little bit on common sense. Like, what are people, Why? when are people on TikTok? Well, I go on TikTok for a couple of hours every night before I go to bed. Am I really going to sit there and fill out my national insurance number and give away my favorite? color and all this other stuff that people need in a long t- like a long form application. I'm, I'm just not going to do that. But if it's yeah. short and sweet, takes no more than 15 seconds. Well, yeah, that fits my app, my attention span for what I'm doing at that current moment. And it's not invasive to my time.
0: I still um, got any jobs.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I need a job. I, job was I
0: need a job. but I'm, I'm just Great. thinking about that wee guy that emailed the chef, you know,
3: jobs, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in, in terms of, uh, you know, brands and hospitality as well. I mean, are there any standing out for you? Because um, we ask that question every time and it's mainly been no. Um, but <laughs> but are there? I mean, obviously, as opposed to the ones you've touched, but, um, you know, are, are there any other ones that you're like, oh, they're doing a good job or, you know?
3: Yeah, I think Joe and the Juice is an absolute slam dunk um they've been on the platform for actually a very long time Mm. and in the last 18 months they've really found their feet um, and they've really found their their place and I'd I'd argue that they're one of the first um hospitality and like brands to create in-house hilarious content behind the scenes in the office that sort of thing they they were probably one of the first that I saw and took note of and they did it well um, and they've grown a following of like 160k now. Um, they just recently did a deal with or a collaboration with Gymshark. Like they're doing incredibly, incredibly oh, well. That's cool. But their performance is outstanding and their content is hilarious. So they are great. And they just they are so TikTok-centric. So they are fantastic. Um Toby Carvery, I know I mentioned this one last year, but mm. actually I still really love them. I think they're great. Like, you just can't argue with a good roast, but they just know what they're good at and they stick with it. You know, they, they know people like gravy. They know people like roast potatoes and they like the fresh batch when it comes out of the Carvery. So that's exactly what they touch on and they they talk about it. Um, and it does really, really well. Um,
0: but, well, everyone, I was just going to say, is, is there like, because there's a couple of brands that are actually quite, prevalent on with influencers and I don't know if that's extending to content creators and TikTok, but um the guy, have you seen the Thomas thing that was in The Apprentice and he's having a breakfast yeah. every, you know, yeah. so um it looks like he's done an ad with Frankie and Benny's the other night but he didn't put a hashtag ad but it felt, I mean, I'd be shocked if it wasn't an ad, I mean it's like, so addy you know, but <laughs> it, it works and he takes the wee fella, he's wee boy with him and all that so oh, it was that but he also did a toby carvery one as well you know and he was like you know he's kind of famous for wanting his gravy and whatever um but also i heard turtle bay were doing good stuff on tiktok but i haven't i haven't seen but it wouldn't surprise me um at all but uh is, is that a true? someone mentioned it the other day is is that a true thing
3: yeah they're, they're doing really well we work with um las iguanas and obviously they're kind of the competitor. so we we definitely really looked into Turtle Bay when we were um, putting our strategy together for Las Iggy, and yeah, I think they're they again they're very kind of on the same page as Joe and the Juice. Like they they're very relaxed about their strategy on there. They just understand that it's a TikTok strategy and it's going to be different and it's going to be a little bit out of the box, but it's going to work and it does. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think they're they're definitely a good one to look at for sure.
0: Did you just see Las Iggy?
3: <laughs> yeah, sorry, it popped Is that- out.
0: Is that, is that a thing? Is that a
3: thing? No, it's a I'd thing like thing it to be a thing. One of my um one of my team can't say iguanas, she's gonna oh. say it, but she calls it las iguanas. So uh. we, we have to shorten it to las iguan
0: to try and be more inclusive. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I heard Turtle Bear doing well, and I, I think actually they're doing well with um UGC actually. Mm-hmm. You know, so it actually is their audience. Um yeah. Is is so prevalent there. And also I think it's you know giving them clues of where to open and and all these types of things. Um so I'm just conscious of time as well, because we've been chatting away for, for, for a while and we had obviously some time before this as well, just catching up and things. Um so I was just looking at a couple of wee things, just in terms of um youth marketing and and that, you know, is there any other things kind of coming down the track on on youth marketing is, you know, in terms of as well as TikTok, is there anything else for anyone to be aware of? Like the people are kind of especially into, or is, is TikTok really the the thing that's happening? Is there anything else on the go?
3: TikTok is obviously the main thing. I'd, I'd say Be Real is definitely still up there, and I mm. do think there's legs for brands to use it. Um, I just think it's a really interesting market, and if you do it, you know, honestly and legitimately as a brand, I think it could be really fun. And, and so not time consuming as well, because obviously you can't really prepare for when it's going to pop up, but you can have a loose idea of what sort of thing you want to show. Um, so I think that could be cool. Um, Snapchat is still definitely a thing amongst the younger generation. A lot of my friends exclusively use Snapchat to communicate. Um, a lot of people that, you know, whether they're, you know, mid to mid Gen Z or later Gen Z, early millennial, like they use it a lot. Um, are so they using still- it like
0: whatsapp or
3: yeah they use it uh, just to message like it's yeah. all of the team do it and I'm like guys what and they're like we don't message on anywhere else we only do it on snapchat and I'm like that's weird oh. but it's big it's a big thing Um so yeah outside of those two nothing nothing directly springs to mind but I'll keep, it, I'll keep an eye out and then no. we can always add a little
0: asterisk into the end. Yeah, yeah, we can always oh, uh, to, to chop it in. Yeah, definitely. And then um, have you got any sort of top food and drink TikTokers that you love? So I was thinking about like Poppy Cook. She seems to have just oh, came out good. of nowhere in terms of the mainstream media lately. Um, and then she had a little foible on uh Saturday Kitchen which was quite fun so she obviously said her wrong word um, and then uh, and then Fit Waffle obviously just another, there's another stratosphere um, is there any other sort of TikTokers that you're sort of watching out for food wise that you love
3: Food-wise, you've always got Sam's Eats. He's excellent. Okay. Um, he creates amazing, amazing, amazing recipe videos. So he's humongous. I think he might be at 10 mil followers now. Wow. Um, But he's just very relatable. He's very like, you would happily sit in a room with him and just chit-chat. Chit, like, you just feel like you're mates. makes. He does great content. Um, the Naughty Chef is fantastic. He is not vegan, but he creates content where it's, can I swear on this podcast? Yep. Uh, the, the his his series is fuck uh fuck that's vegan and he creates amazing recipes that are like I can't believe that's vegan, but it is because it tastes so great. Wow. Um and he is like very fun um personality, like does hilarious like fun voiceovers, it's very like snappy, it's very quick, um, and you know, very much talks to the audience as if they're together. Mm-hmm. Um and then who else have we got? I mean, there's so many online. There's um spicy moustache his name spicy it's called alessandro spicy mustache i think it's his his (laughs) whole handle um alessandro he creates sustainable food um recipes and he goes out into his garden he picks all of the ingredients and then he comes back and he creates recipes off the back of it and the whole point is it's like low wastage sustainability long lasting but like really good for you and a hearty and his content is just Amazing. Like it's it is higher production. He's obviously putting a lot of time into it, but he's got an audience of I think 1.3, maybe slightly more than that. Um, but yeah, he's fantastic. So yeah, there's there's a there's a few for you.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be cool. I mean, even if there's any more, we can always stick them in the, the, the podcast notes and all the rest yeah. of it. Um, so what's next for TikTok and what's next for you? So obviously TikTok is starting to become a search engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll be verbified, you know, it'll be, I'm going to TikTok this rather than I'll Google this. So just any thoughts on where TikTok's going the next week? Well, and and obviously for your good self as well? And, and <laughs> well,
3: yeah, TikTok's already that search engine. I think it has been for a little while, um, especially amongst, you know, early, like, you know, late millennials, early Gen Z or whatever. Um, that's the wrong way around, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, where people go to TikTok to be given, like, reviews or suggestions of where to eat where to go where to visit what to buy um, that sort of thing so it's definitely already becoming that and i think the fact that tiktok is now um, optimized for it i think that's really fascinating they've obviously paid a lot of attention to that's the movement so utilizing those certain buzzwords and getting those seo terms in is beneficial now yeah. um, to the platform so it's only going to grow from there um, just to
0: say, it is it is extra work and hard work, but it pays off. So it do it, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Definitely, definitely pays off. Um, and then, what was the other one I was about to say? They've they've reached. They've recently pulled out a paywall. I don't know if this is going to last. I I can't really tell. Um, but I'm very intrigued by it. Where you can post, it's either twenty minute or hour. I can't remember what that particular article said. And there's been a few different ones. Um, but they're only just launching it, where creators can charge 99 cents to 150 cents, I think it is, for their audience to view exclusive content that's longer form. Um, I personally just don't think that's got long, long-lasting legs, just because people don't necessarily care about people on the scale that they used to like you care about youtubers and you can have a hundred thousand followers and have like a really loyal audience and you do a meet and greet and people want to come see you but if you're a tiktoker and you've got a hundred thousand followers it doesn't quite work that way like people care about your content and like the humor not really about you so it's an interesting one and i'm intrigued to see how it kind of pushes out um, but the paywall is definitely interesting and they're obviously looking to monetize um i think i'm, the fact
0: really, I'm really excited for the hour-long hilton ad something to happen
3: exactly i think i think the longer form that is a great example of Mm. you know more and more people enjoying and and looking for and being susceptible to longer form content you know having that three minute plus i just am so in the belief that tiktok is setting up for monetization and like mid-roll ads and things like that because why else would they be bringing out content that's that long and encouraging it and pushing it on for you pages so i believe that they're pushing that um, especially this paywall thing to get people watching more longer form. Um, and then they will be like, like Instagram or, or, um, Facebook or meta in general, that mid roll, mid roll thing for them, for people to make money. But who knows, who knows? That's just my, my suspicion. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: so yeah, that's, that's the general direction of TikTok, but anything can happen. You know, coronavirus proved that we, any, mm. anything can happen. <laughs> so they might pull something nuts out of them, their asses. And you're like, oh okay, I didn't see that coming, but let's go. Yeah. Um, and then for Antler, it's just full steam ahead, really. Like we just, our whole thing since day one has been to just help people see the opportunity and and, and work with the opportunity that TikTok has to offer. So continuing that, you know, is what I really care about. Um, we want to grow, want to work with other brands that are keen, and want to, you know, expand and continue the trajectory that we're already on. So yeah, let's see.
0: Well, we'll find out in a year's time, probably. When we will. We catch up again.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Fun part. Mark out of 10 questions. So, some quick fire stuff. Favorite city to eat in?
3: I actually just went to Edinburgh this weekend. Ooh. And do you know what? The food was ridiculous. We,
0: ah.
3: we went on a, it wasn't even, we weren't even going for food, but we ended up going on a food tour. We just walked ourselves around and it was, it was brilliant. So, 10 out of 10. Recommend.
0: Okay. Edinburgh, very good. And then, uh, have you got a favorite hotel and why?
3: Favorite hotel? You're, a bit, you're a bit of a
0: jet setter.
3: um my god oh okay no there is um in mexico there is las mujeres excellence club hands down the best hotel you will ever go to and i will put money on it it's elite like you don't have to move and everything is done it's so great so if you're looking to just sit and do nothing and have things come to you it's great value and you can have room service to your room (laughs) all-inclusive wow. <laughs> you get cocktails on the pool oh god it's so great and it's amazing and there's like 12 restaurants the staff are amazing and you get a hammock in the pool outside your room mm. it's great
0: well that's two things i can't do one i can't stay in a hammock without falling out and two i can't <laughs> swim so that'd just be double jeopardy um could you um send, you, know, you need to send me a link for that and i'll put it on um cool. you got a favorite coffee shop apart from the one where you started
3: Oh. Everything. um, that's a good question. I love. Um, we've got an Esquires just yeah. for me. I love it. Like when we started up Antler, it was where we went to work, and we became mates with the staff, and they gave us discount. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Do you, you they're know they're,
0: they're quietly just growing away you know they're just doing really really well It used to be one in Shepherd's Bush I
3: used to go to all the time
0: I didn't know it was a chain all the time yeah didn't know it was a chain
3: and I went down to Bournemouth and I was like oh I've seen yeah, that and, yeah. and I was like oh I know that so yeah, you, you
0: got a favourite coffee anything
2: like oh, that oh caramel
3: latte
0: is it oof punchy
3: yeah basic bitch
0: And then proper milk or or, sorry, dairy milk. No,
3: unfortunately, I'm an oat milk girl. Oat milk,
0: yeah, I like oat milk. But I'm too
3: embarrassed, so sometimes I will just stick with dairy because otherwise, I I get I get (laughs) shamed. Yeah, there's
0: no shame in Brighton from being an oat milk person. Mm. Um, favourite bar, stroke pub.
3: My gosh, up from us, there's the Victoria in Oxshott. Um, it's like a good 20 minute drive from us, but it is so good. They've got like London standard food and I am lazy so if I don't have to go anywhere and I can still have a great experience I'm so down for that so that one's 10 out of 10 um then there's also the black swan in Ockham great for summer humongous garden very dog friendly
0: nice we'll We'll need to put links in for that give them a shout out and what would uh, what would you have what would be your favorite thing to have there at a pub yeah
3: steak you can't go wrong with like Pub steak. Oh my god, it's so good. When they do a good one and you've got the good Bernays next to it, can't oh, go on. This bed. is
0: the one. And then what what would be a tiple? My drink. Mm.
3: Well, at um I don't drink. So at the Vic I get a Shirley Temple and it's a like a non alcoholic. It's basically just like cherry aid so <laughs> good. <goodness. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll need to get um, some tips from you. I've recently given up, so yeah, I'll need to get some yeah, tips on, no, on what you to
3: over. do. Uh,
0: that's coffee I forgot about that. And then, uh, favourite restaurant? You got a favourite restaurant as well?
3: Yeah, last time I said the Fat Duck, and I just feel like that's too obvious again. Mm. Obviously, that's a good restaurant. Good, yeah. um, Hakusan is brilliant. Some of the best Chinese food I've had in forever. Mm. Um, and the vibe was great. And weirdly, it's the same building that my dad... Had his first ever job, in. so we went there. And he was like, "Oh, I should go upstairs and do some work."
0: <laughs> Wait, uh, what was that in
3: Hanover Street? Um, or where,
0: was it one in Green Park? Oh
3: God, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. I'm not good at geography. I yeah,
0: just turned oh, up. <laughs> it's fa- I I just always feel up in some kind of Bond
3: movie or something. Yeah, you
0: know, like when you're. Yeah, I, I think it's the fabulous. You
3: walk into like it's like Abercrombie and Fitch. I'm like, yeah. where are the lights? Like? I can't see anything. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just walk I in. Tell I'm you what,
3: something. actually, now that we've just said that, another mm. great experience is noir. If you've ever done noir, no. Oh, it's the dining in the dark, and you're oh, in pitch Is and that in
0: Farringdon? Oh, Mark, I don't oh, know. Right, okay. Is <laughs> I it
3: think London? It, moves, though. it is hey, in London.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. London. It's inside the M25, <laughs> <laughs> and um, they all of the staff are visually impaired, so it's like an experience of how they. Is it? Life.
2: I didn't it's, know that.
3: I know it, it. It's how they've like evolved it since, and it was genuinely the most. Amazing experience! Oh, like you have fantastic. your meal, and and we were sat there and we were eating something, and it was like a vegetable, and it was hard. And I was going, I'm sure it's a carrot, but it doesn't taste of carrot. And my dad was like, No, not a carrot, it's a potato. And then afterwards, you see what you had, and you get to see the menu. And it was a carrot, but because you couldn't see it, it didn't taste of it. It was so, oh. it was fascinating. We got every single meal. We tried to guess what it was, and we got it wrong. Um, so it was great.
0: Oh, that sounds great. But oh, but I was going to say, what would you have? Well, you have a carrot, I guess. Yeah, I had a carrot. You have, have what you're given, and that's yeah. It. You don't have a choice. Great. Well, listen, I better let you go because I'm on a deadline for something big on Thursday and I haven't done it yet. And you're on some kind of mad things that you're going to be up late as well, but don't text me because I'll get nothing done.
3: No, I'm going to call
0: you Don't. Just Just please don't. don't. I'm
3: going to call you until you pick up. (laughs) Switch my phone
0: off. (laughs) So listen, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to catch up properly and hear what's going on. Um, I think that's great advice for people in there as well. Um, I think that will really help people. And we should definitely try and get that we gathering together. I wonder how many people will be up for that. And um, you can tell them everything you know. They can suck your brains out. And, uh, yeah. um. you know, they can, they can yeah, just sort of take it from there. But, yeah, I, I think it's just getting over that initial hump, isn't it? And then once you think, that's ah, not so bad after all, and I'm guilty of it. I've got TikTok on my home screen and I stick to Instagram Reels and I shouldn't. So oh, tonight I am I'm going to I'm going to look.
3: I'm going to, I'm going to
0: work on my TikTok game. So there we go. Yeah,
3: nice! I can't wait to see it. No, thank you so much. For me. It's been
0: a dream. Yeah, it's been nice to see you. Right. Oh well, I'll get on my things. We of dinner and then yeah, I'm going to be burning the candle at both ends.
3: Beautiful. So, me too. Catch Have a lovely evening.
0: Thank the you so end. much.
3: Bye.
0: So, there you have it, all of your TikTok needs in one handy, one and a bit hour podcasts. Thanks so much to Vic at Antlers Social, Vic Banham, that is, for all of our help and advice. And she's just so quick to the draw. You know, ask her any question, you just get rapid answers back, and they're always great quality. Just a reminder, if any of you fancy coming or anyone that you know might fancy coming to a TikTok, bring all your fears, all your dirty laundry, all the questions you were afraid to ask session. Probably going to be in London, but again, we could always do more around the country. But if you're up for that or you know someone that is, get them to email Vic Banham. So VicVIC at antlersocial.com That's VicVIC at antlersocial.com And just entitle your email, I'm down And we'll log all that and hopefully get to see you in May I'll be there, but Vic will be doing all the good stuff I'll be serving teas and coffees and maybe throwing in the odd hospitality example So that'll just be great fun I don't think I've seen a great TikTok course around, so I think it makes absolute sense. So probably about 75 or 100 people, something like that, get into a funky venue somewhere in London, and I think we should do a full day, actually. I think there's so much to talk about. Might even get some influencers along as well. So anyway, or content creators, sorry, as they're called now. But yeah, if you fancy that, just send an email. I'm down to Vic at antlersocial.com and we'll see if we can get that together this podcast is sponsored by vita mojo the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow atv reduce tech complexity and serve guests better just visit Vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic and get in touch with the team right away that's Vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic Thanks also to our silver partners, HDI, Save by Robots, and Airship and Toggle for their support as this podcast would not be possible without all of our partners. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off for another podcast and I'm really looking forward to the next time we're together. Next time we'll hear from many, many more interesting people with top tips, tricks and tales that will make your brand boom.